Now that we understand what Chinuch is, that the teacher and the parent has to be able to bring out all of these things in a child, so now look what we're going to learn. When you want to figure out, you want to choose a good Just like normally, if, uh, you want to hire an English teacher. You're going to say, what's your curriculum? What's his span? What age is he a bucky in? What can he really teach, right? But he's saying over here, it's more than that. You have to know that this mechanich, this parent and the, and the, and the mechanich, has to go ahead and have depth to be able to be mechanich each child in the limud that they're learning, but also in the nefesh, the ruach, and the nesham of each child. And a simple mechanich ha-poshut, she'ein lo'i musik b'tayres ha-chinuch, a regular mechanic that's not doesn't have these supernatural abilities, and he doesn't understand how to bring out the connection that the child should grow each year, not just in reading and math and and history, but also in his connection, his hecherkeit, becoming an elevated person in his nefesh, controlling his desires, his ruach. His ruach means that he should be a spiritual-minded person and his neshama connecting on, on infinite levels. He won't be able to understand. A regular person can't understand the difference between the ikr and the tafel. And then what's going to happen? He's going to spend the whole year with a kid in third grade, let's say, and he's going to spend the whole year on the tafel, on the secondary things, and miss out on the ikr. Because the tafel is the curriculum that we know of. You're going to have to teach them Chumash this year. You have to teach them how to read, teach them Rashi, teach them Taisus, English subjects. But the tafel, that's really the tafel. The Iker is on the other stuff, developing the Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama. And this can be very dangerous. Yesh, Shenikr, Mechanech, Toiv. There are people who have a reputation as being a great Mechanech. Why? Kivin Shematzliach, Lechanech, Esayelad, Liyais, Balseidur, Mashmas. This person, this parent, or this, this teacher, great reputation. What does he do? When you walk into the classroom, everybody's acting orderly. They're organized. They're obedient. The kids get up, and he taught them, right, like little marching guys, how to go down the hallway, and everybody behaves perfectly. You want to know the truth? He's not an educator. He's just a good policeman. Someone who's a good policeman, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's a good mechanic. There's two separate things. Avada, in the beginning, you can't teach if everybody's jumping on the seats and throwing paper airplanes and spitting at each other. There's an element of getting everybody to be orderly and obedient, but that's only the introduction so that you can be a mechanic. So a lot of times people do that. A lot of parents are that way. You have parents who are not mechanchem at all. They don't imbue into the child anything to raise their connection to Hashem, to tap into their nefesh, ruach, neshama. But at my Shabbos table, nobody moves. You don't get up and you don't throw. And he's a policeman. And they say, look, I have eight kids around the table. Compared to other people where kids are jumping around, he's doing a really good job. My Shabbos table, it's like, uh, you know, everybody's... Very nice. You're a good shoter tov. You're a good policeman. You know how to threaten and control that everybody should sit there. But that is only the introduction to make them love the Shabbos table, to make them love Yiddishkeit. I have so many people that I've worked with off the derech who said that that was the, the ruach around their Shabbos table 
They knew they had to sit, and they did. And the father and mother thought, we did our job. We got our kid to sit through the Shabbos table. And they were able to leave sometimes, and they come back, and they didn't sit, they didn't stand on the chair, they didn't uh, take things out of, they, they made them perfect. And the parents are so proud of themselves. The problem is the kid hates Shabbos. The kid has no connection to Zmiris. Father never taught the child the words of the Zmiris, never connected them to the beauty of Shabbos. Nothing with the Nefesh, Rach, and Neshama. I think he's saying such a fantastic point. We look at it like there's a goof, make him into a mensch. That's true. You can't avoid that. If you, have a, uh, if you don't do that, you're going to have a wild animal. But what about the nefesh, the self-control, the ruach, to teach them hechertite? You do that on the way to shul. You do that telling Maisa Sipuri Tzadikim about how this, there's a story, I think it was of Shleim Kalina, I'm not sure who it was. There's a story that of, of a big tzaddik when he was a little kid, probably five or six years old, his father came into the room and saw him holding a cookie and crying. He said, why, why are you holding a cookie and crying? What are you doing? He said, I'm starving. I really want this cookie. He said, so why are you crying? He says, because they taught me that if you really want something, you shouldn't do it. See, this kid is, he already was taught at a young age, nisht altsvus mevil, right? So he already had that training of self-control, that because I want it, I should have self-control not to have it, but I'm a little kid and I want my cookie. So he's sitting there crying, and yet he's not eating the cookie. We cannot do that with our children. Do not try this at home. You'll have psychotic children. But a little bit to teach that, you know what, if you can, you know, according to the right age, without being tough, without shoving it down the throat, it doesn't work. The shoter part works with toughness. The nefesh, ruach, and neshama part, this is the chiddush, only works with being gentle. Otherwise, you'll never access the nefesh, ruach, and neshama at all of the child. There's a wall. You can't even know. You don't even know. He's sitting there shaking his head. You didn't get anywhere. It can only be done sweetly. Right? So you're walking your kid to shul, a little kid, and you tell him a story of tzaddikim, and you say, you know what? Sometimes... When you want something very badly, push it off a few minutes. Hashem likes when we have self-control. That's amazing. That's amazing. I wrote in GPS a story of my own son that he was about 10 years old and he decided he wanted to go on a diet, which I don't recommend. It was his own thing. He was very chubby. He wanted to go on a diet on his own. And he told me, he said, Tati, I feel so good. I said, why? He said, I'm on a diet. And I opened up the refrigerator and there was Coca-Cola there. And I really wanted to drink the Coke. And I didn't. Ten years old. He understood. <clears throat> he understood how good it feels to not give in to your Ratzin. He said, I felt so good. But which part of him, it wasn't the guf that felt, it was the nefesh. He had self-control. That's the secret to happiness. I hope one day I can be like him. So far I haven't mastered it. But the, he felt that. I want the Coke, but there's something I had more than that. Self-control. And he had more pleasure from not having the Coke than he would have if he would have had the Coke. Different pleasure, because the pleasure of the guf, where it ends, that's where the nefesh begins. The nefesh, ruach, and neshama, like the five levels of pleasure from, from Rev, uh, Rev Noach Weinberg. Right? You, you read that. So what is real education? This mechanach toiv is a great reputation. You walk in, you see 30 kids over there, they don't move, they sit, everybody says, wow, that's a great mechanach. Says the Nesiv Shalom, that's not chinuch. That's the introduction to chinuch. You need to have order in the court. You have to have order and peace. But you also have to have kids that, in order to make that order, if you shut them down, then you lost, you, you're not going to have the nefesh, ruach, and neshama. 
So you have to have the shoter tov in a way that doesn't shut off the kids either. You insult the kid and you put you shut him down, then the whole day, yeah, he's listening, but he's not internalizing anything on a nefesh level, a ruach level, or a neshama level. So that's not real chinuch. So what is real chinuch? Ki chinuch amiti is one of my favorite pieces in the Sivashalm. Real true chinuch, einoi lahachriach asachanich bekoyach lehis nahagus It's not to pressure with control and strength. It's not to pressure the child, the student, to behave properly. If to bring him like I always tell you, you don't want your child to wear a yarmulke. You want your child to want to wear a yarmulke. We have to make them want what we want. As long as you're forcing them, it's a lot of work and it's never going to end. You're going to force them and force them and force them. But if you spend that time to imbue in them that their rutzen, that nefesh, that their internal being wants what you want, you never have to be pulling that anymore. He wants to go in that direction. Then you help steer him. That's chinuch, giving advice. But if he wants to go that way, and you're pulling him this way, you're never going to win. Chinuch amiti einoi lahachriach asachanech b'kayach. You have to remember this. That's not real chinuch to pressure, force, control children to do something today. It's lahavi yaisei kadeshi yirtzabazeh. Now lahavi yaisei means I'm not going to win him today. Today on this day when he's six years old, on this Shabbos when I take him to shul, he's not going to daven necessarily if he's not in it. It's lahavi yaisei, he could take many years. Savlanos, patience. But that's your job. You have to bring the child to want these values that you feel are important. To want to daven, to want to behave the way that you want him to behave. Remember that. And that's not something that happens on the spot. That's an investment. That's patience. You have to be thought out. You have to be careful. You have to be, you have to be calm. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. That's chenuch The short win, the short win of getting the kid to do now when he doesn't want to, it may feel good. You could log in your book, did chenuch, but you may have done the opposite. Why? Because if chinuch amiti is lahavi yaisei she to bring the child one day to want it, and if you don't do that because you're doing the the forced chinuch, he's not going to want it one day. So it's better if you if you would have done nothing, you wouldn't have made him want, let's say, to daven, but he wouldn't also hate davening. Reb Chaim Kanievsky writes that there are a lot of parents that they're very holy and they love davening. So they pressure their kids to daven before the child is mature enough to want to daven. And because they're pushing, and the kid's not ready, and they're pushing, that pushing creates that they hate davening. They could be from and learn, but they have an in, internal sinner to tefillah. Why? It says tefillah comes in each person when they mature and they realize, I'm talking to Hashem. A lot of people don't daven until they're in crisis and they're older and they all of a sudden realize, I have to talk to Hashem. Some kids, and I, I saw one kid, I remember growing up, I saw this kid, he loved to daven. If you think about it, it's a little strange because he has no idea what he's saying. He's a little kid. And he's going like, he's going like this for three hours. His mom is just shuckling him. It's beautiful. I was staring at him. I said, I want to go to him for a bracha. Everybody's proud of him. His father's proud of him. His mother's proud of him. The Rebbe, everybody's proud. But if you think about it, I mean, he's doing, he's, it's beautiful, but it's a little strange because he doesn't know what these words mean. So if you go ahead and, and you live like that and you're saying Chinese words, you don't know what it means and you're all into it, 
you don't know how long that that's going to last. Now, I'm not saying he shouldn't have done that. It was wonderful, but that's not tefillah. That's computer, that's, uh, I don't know, that's like a person on autopilot. It's just a good kid, right? We should all have at least one of those. They just do what you're supposed to. Shimon Russell calls them APK, an autopilot kid. Gvaldik from Hashem. But that, that has nothing to do with talking to Hashem what tefillah really is, Tvarim Shabalev, that when he's 30 years old, he's going to, yes or no, be into tefillah. So when you push them, not only is it not chinuch amiti because you didn't lahavi but the actual pressure, especially on kids today in our generation, leaves them a bad taste in their mouth towards that thing, no matter what the thing is. Right? If you're a Yankee fan and you're late to the game and you really want to be there on time and you make your kid miserable over it and you're angry the whole way there, I told you we're going to be late, whatever. The kid is going to hate Yankee games. It's not just about tefillah and davening and spirituality. It's about anything. When you use the, the pressure and you knock the kid because this thing is so important and you're ruining it, then how could you? It puts in the kid a bad taste. And once someone has a bad taste, if you have a bad taste for steak, no matter how expensive and how wonderful steak is, you're never going to enjoy a steak. So it poisons the child forever, for a long time, right? And that's the opposite of chenuch. I was in shul a couple of years ago, I went to visit somebody else in Bar Park, and I dived in the shul over there. This guy came in with three kids. Young kids, all dressed, matching, very cute kids. And he had one next to him, the older one, then the middle one, then the younger one. These kids were basically 10, 8, and 6. And this guy got, and he started, you know, he got in position for davening, he's davening. And for the next half hour straight, every time the kid in front of him, six-year-old little kid, started spacing out, no, ah, ah, no, 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 a nightmare. A nightmare. <laughs> he took this kid. I, I, I wanted to take the kid away. I wanted to kidnap him. Because there's no way he'll grow up normal. And certainly won't grow up liking to daven. He's a little kid. He wasn't 18, where we could debate what you should do. Or 13, where we can debate. He was a little kid. He wasn't mature enough to stare with his finger in the place. He was looking around. He wasn't doing anything wrong. And his father is baking in a hatred for tefillah. And I have absolutely no, it's not even a doubt, I have no shyle in the world, that in 20 years from now, hopefully, I mean, with this father, I don't know where the kid will be. But let's say he's alive, and he's from, and he's Erlach, and he's, and he's the best guy in Kyle. I am sure he will have, he'll say, I don't know why, I just hate davening. Because he put in a terrible taste of davening by pressuring a child to do something before they're mature enough to do it. That's when you're dealing with the Nefesh Ruch and the Shem, it's an Eidolah Zach, 